Welcome to Chapel Bell Curve, a stats-focused podcast about UGA football. I am Justin. And I'm Nathan. And we are pod- podcasting right now. We say live, but really it's not live for you. We are at the Rook and Pond in downtown Athens, Georgia. We are 13 hours in um, to the 24-hour yeah. board game marathon. And in support of Books for Keep, a right. worthy charity that you should donate to. That's correct. This is that we are in support of Books for Keeps. This is my day job when I'm not podcasting and talking about football and editing podcasts. I am giving books to kids uh, all across Georgia, 18 participating elementary schools. This is what I do. But uh, we are here at the Rook and Pond, just kind of talking about. We're, we've been podcasting with a few different people now, and it's it's been a lot of fun. But we yeah, just you're going to see some of those uh, some oh, of those yeah. little mini episodes come up on Patreon. Too. We'll throw those up on our Patreon. We we are. It's the Friday before Georgia Tech, so we wanted to just take a moment to. You know, use this moment to talk about where we're at. And yeah. What, 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 what's like, your next 24 hours look like? Oh God. Well, I got to get up at like 4:30 and go to practice. Noon games are kind of a pain, uh, but I will come back to like an empty house because my wife is gone. So that makes me kind of sad. Oh yeah, uh, she's gone to Carrollton with her family. Yeah, she's gonna go back. Yeah, t- tomorrow morning. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, it's just gonna be a really quick. It, the 12 o'clock games are so fast because it's just like practice go to the stadium, do the dog walk, go inside, eat, immediately start the game, and then the game's over. And since we're playing Georgia Tech, it's the game's in the last, like, you know, 70 minutes or something stupid. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, where's – I mean, like, there's just a couple of things. I, I want to do just a quick episode right now, and let's just talk about where our heads are at. What are you feeling? Like, what is your take on the game tomorrow? Has it changed? But then also, like, what do you think is going to be important? What are you looking for uh, going into this thing? Sure. I, I, my very first thing I've been telling everybody and telling – um, my wife and a little bit to you is that I'm just really excited. This is our last regular season game for yeah. a few different reasons. One, because I won't have to edit two episodes a week <laughs> much yeah, longer. A little less, little less work. A little less work there. But uh, besides that, I'm, I'm just really excited that we just get to see this team in postseason. I think just mm-hmm. similar mm-hmm. to last year, we get to see a new Georgia team in postseason. And a lot of things yeah. have come together the last few games. You know, a couple of them haven't been as important games, including this next one coming up, right, as they right. could be necessarily. Right. Uh, you know, the only real implications they have on our postseason is, is really looking forward to playoffs. Yeah. And uh, I know that we have a few injuries that uh, we're kind of worried about. We're keeping keeping on watch um, yeah. tomorrow. Well, but It looks like Monty Rice is just out. Yeah, I think he's way. pretty much out, so we won't see him. Um, but hopefully, you know, Cade Mays gets better and uh, a few other folks, you know, just get better before we actually have to um, play Alabama next week, which mm-hmm. I, I feel mm-hmm. like there was some time between our last regular season game in the SEC championship last year, but I know there was. Yeah, I mean, it's just one week, but that dead, yeah. week, that dead week do feel good, though. That dead week feel good. Yeah. So we'll, we'll also get to see I, – I, I'm less intrigued and interested and really confused uh, about the Georgia Tech game as much as I am, like, the, uh, the Alabama game and Auburn game. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have – I think we're going to win – yeah. I guess, you know, where my head's out right now is just I think the injuries are going to make it such that this is just be kind of a miserable game in the first half tomorrow. Yeah. And so my expectation is, like, if you're prone to anxiety about the outcomes of games, the first half of UGA Georgia Tech might not be great for you. I don't I don't think we're going to lose, but I do think that they're going to keep it close, and I also think they're going to keep it close in a really, really annoying way. Yeah. And so I think it might be one of those things where it's like we're scoring on two or three plays each drive, but then also then they'll take the ball back and like you know have the ball for nine minutes, and so that's going to be very frustrating. I mean, to me, I mean, and we kind of went over this before, but I I've been thinking about it more, and I think the two keys are the the obvious key that we've already talked about is how does Natres Patrick look? How did you, how does uh, Trey Crowder look? Trey Crowder, I think, or Tay Crowder rather, Tay Crowder has the 
the ability to really turn this game around because he's shown a lot. He's flashed a lot this season, even more than Nate Patrick has. Uh-huh. So that's like the obvious key is how do those two guys play. But I think even more is just like what do we see out of um, what do we see out of Jordan Davis? Because the old axiom about uh, defending the triple option is that basically if you can stop the belly draw, if you stop the inside run, you can you can beat the triple option because then they're only down to two options. And so, yeah. <laughs> duh. But um, <laughs> I think if Jordan Davis can play well enough and can engage with cut blocks well enough that he can, you know, successfully deal with the belly draw on his own, I think we're, we're in really good shape and this might not be as frustrating as it is. But, you know, I mean, as a freshman who's never played it before, it's going to be really hard to do. But that actually is a really good point, too. It kind of also loops back around to what we were kind of talking about in our actual preview of this episode is like, our outsides on defense are a lot better than our insides still. Despite yeah, Jordan yeah. Davis growing every single week and getting better, he, he showed tremendous talent all year. He's an outstanding player. I think he does have a lot going on. He's probably the best person we have in that position, yeah. in that inside of the field. But with our outsides being so good and Jordan Davis still growing, I do think that they're going to go to the inside more often. Yeah. But still, it's like that's where we want them to go. Yeah. and Well, it's interesting, too, because like Adam Anderson is a player who I think might be pretty important because he's a really good player, but he's a little light. He's mm-hmm. going to have to have good discipline. He's fast enough that he can defend the triple option as an outside linebacker. Yeah. The question is just, is he going to have the discipline to do it correctly? Like the same, I have the same question for like Walter Grant and Brandon Cox. Walter Grant's a sophomore, but both of those guys I think are going to be pretty key because, you know, I think DeAndre Walker will have a fine day. He's always played pretty well against them. Uh-huh. The question is just going to be like, what does that other side of the, uh, the outside linebacker look like? Because if that guy can play competently, especially if it's like Brandon, Brenton Cox or something or who's looked really good lately, I think that we have a very good chance. So, you know, I don't know that my prediction on this game has really changed in the sense that, like, I think we're going to win, and I think it, there's a pretty good chance we cover in the second half and it's going to be close to a cover. But I just think it, the, the more and more I think about this, it's just going to be a 12 o'clock game. Everybody knows it's coming. And it, and it feels like we should be able to avoid it because everybody knows it's coming, but it's like... At some point, we just, it's like the, fir- the first half of this is going to be miserable if we fall into the same trap we have in the past, where it's like it's dead and we're not defending the run well. That, that is just the worst version of this game, and I, ju- I worry that that's what we're going to get. Yeah, I, I still foresee this game. What I expect to see tomorrow is a lot of Georgia Tech having the ball, really long drives, running up the middle as often as they possibly can, and, and using the outside runs as more of a, a more, it's going to look more like a pass play, at least in practice. Uh, just to mix things up and keep keep the defense guessing, and then Georgia's going to score almost as quickly as they possibly can. Not entirely on purpose, but I definitely think it's going to happen that way. Just because the the Georgia Tech defense is pretty weak one, and we're both explosive right. and efficient, right. and it's just going right. to it's going to make for we might run all day, but we'll still get break through this defense pretty consistently, I think. And so that that's kind of what it's going to look like. We're going to outscore them considerably, and they're going to score their points, and that's yeah. what we're going to see. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You got any other takes on, you know, where your head is at in the Alabama-Auburn game? I'm interested to see what you think there. I think Auburn's going to get spanked. <laughs> yeah. I, Definitely. I, I do. I think Auburn uh, run by former UGA clo- uh, coach and uh, Auburn's defensive line, which was run by former UGA coach and late hit artist Tracy uh-huh. Rocker. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how upright to a Tagalaya stays because, you know, we neutralized that defensive front pretty easily. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Alabama can do the same thing. And then also just how many late hits are going to be on Tua? Because oh, yeah. I, it's, it's not improbable that there will be. 
It's definitely going to be. I think that Auburn's going to play with their hair on fire tomorrow. Yeah, because they're going to play like they, they have something to prove. They don't have the. The problem is they might they might be able to do something against Alabama's defense a little bit or against their offense rather. But I I don't that offense scored ten points against UGA. This yeah. defense is not as good as Alabama's. You know, and so it's like I don't I just don't see them keeping it close. It might be another it might be another thing where it's uh, like the Mississippi State game where it's like twenty one to zero and it might as well be forty to zero. Yeah. Anyway, you yeah, got anything else? No, not really. I mean, I, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be here this gameathon all night, uh, probably yeah. till you know pretty early in the morning, if not by nine o'clock, which is yeah. when it's meant to end. So yeah. I uh, I hope to still make most of the Georgia Tech game, at least to watch on the TV. But I'll probably be tailgating with some family. So yeah, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna leave here in just a minute and go home and go to sleep, so I can get up at four thirty, <laughs> so I can go to red coat practice. Yay! Yep. It's gonna happen, but it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a really great day. Uh, I'm just excited. This has been a really great season. I think it's yeah. been a really awesome season. Yeah, I'm sad to see it coming to an end, but I'm excited to see how the rest of the season plays out because there really is quite a bit of uncertainty. There is. There really forward. is. And I'm, I'm excited for the recruiting season and excited to see what, what we do together in the off season too. Yeah. So. All right. Well, this, this is... is oh, go <laughs> ahead. No, 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 please. Uh, this has been Chapel Bell Curve. Uh, feel free to get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Chapel Bell Curve or email us at chapelbellcurve at gmail.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, also shout out to our listener that um, came up and talked to us tonight. We actually had a we had a listener show up to the Rook and Pond based on our um, based on our uh, recommendation of coming to the Rook and Pond. Yep. And his name is Jim Wood. He is actually going to be part of our narrative series this summer too. So it was great to meet him. Good to meet you, Jim. Also, it was cool that one of your family members just walked up to me and was like, "Hey, is this you?" And it was a picture of me from the website. <laughs> I appreciated that. All right. Um, but Speaking yeah. of those narratives, though, if you have any stories you want to share, yeah. if there's anything you want to uh, talk to us about fan stories, if you Hit don't want to share yourself, we'll, we'll add share you it to for the you. list. Yeah. yeah, we'll add you to the list. Hit us up. We'll call you, and we can record remotely. Yep. All right. Well, we'll be with you soon. And until then, go dogs. Go dogs.